0: Y'all and welcome to Sluts Talk we have a great show for you Dave is here. Dave is a great guest and we are lucky to have him. We are especially lucky to have him this week as we are celebrating the momentous occasion that is the first ad in Sauce Talk history. Unless you count Margaret Rogers dot horse. There was an ad once for Margaret Rogers dot horse. Do you remember? You might even say this right now is the second ad for Margaret Rogers.Horse. It is still active, you can go there and look around right now, I checked. There is even a horse storm. Anyway stay tuned for the third ad in Sauce Talk Wow what a show we have in store for you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. It's time for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk, and you know why. On the other line, why it's David Artman. Dave, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, John. I am, I'm good. Happy to be here. So excited to have you. Uh, I, I, I echo Dave's sentiments. Hello, everybody. Uh, now, normally I would be so very excited to jump directly into the most popular and Always, uh, number one ordinarily uh, segment, Eat Anything Good Lately. But it's not time for that yet. First, we have to do a special bonus pre-segment. Dave, I really enjoyed your recent appearance uh, <laughs> talking about some really good food you ate lately. Did you like being on the show? Uh, I, I wish I could say yes. So it, it sounds like it's but, a no. It's a no.
2: Yeah, there, there was – imposter usurper that was uh the, the, he must have phoned in or sent in some tape um, imposter
1: Dave reached out to me it was very confusing to uh, me but I, yeah. I, I I'm sure you had the same experience uh, where I, I listened to that and I was like well this clearly is Dave so I just put it on the show and yeah. you listened to I it was like oh this, is, this sounds exactly like me but I don't remember doing this
2: I was a little spooked out because like you know no one likes hearing their, their own voice, but I was sure that was an algorithm, like, I don't know, some some bot that can just do some random monotone voice, um, but um, it sounds like maybe that was uh, a sit-in, I don't know, somebody sending one in, we, we, was that just a mystery?
1: There, I know. recently, I don't know if you, you probably did, you're kind of, kind of, you're much more of a tech guy than I am, uh, Microsoft has put a bunch of money into this chat GPT thing, Uh huh. Sauce Talk is doing similar investments, so. Okay. You, you look out there, like, we got, we got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. And, uh. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It can only imitate your voice, which really, really decreases, decreases the value. (laughs) But (laughs) I can make you say whatever shit I want. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, that's pretty good. Be careful careful for copyright issues, because. a no, no, what, do you, do you, you think it might have been relevant
1: that I yeah. just took a bunch of your words that they were exactly yeah. that coming back out? Yeah. But that, that's not necessarily no, the best look when I'm trying to defend like, oh, this is, you know, it's that free use <laughs> thing where you just steal someone yeah. else's words exactly yeah. word for word.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know if I can like trademark, uh, the, the random stuff that was coming out of my text, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Well, I hope that we get some more interesting texts from, from Dave or other people and maybe, uh, Maybe we can put that uh, AI to use again.
2: That'd be that'd be exciting. Yeah, it's got it's got you got to find a market for it. There's gonna be a really niche market. I
1: think the number one market is increasing the value of a podcast with seven listeners. So I I feel like yeah. this is this is to the moon for sure. Yeah. I I don't need to seek you know outside investment or anything else. We just we just like, if we get to nine listeners, that's got to that's exponential growth in my book. There you go. Dave, that's enough talk. Imposter Dave, your your time has come and gone. Imposter Dave is behind us. Real <laughs> Dave is here. Let's get the realness. Hey there, Real Dave. Eat anything good lately?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I guess. I guess. I guess. In re- sort of response to Imposter Dave.
1: Imposter Dave itself. may be less behind us than we thought, perhaps. Yeah. Imposter yeah. Dave at least still resonates within the universe of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and talk
2: about my, my experience at con, which is anyone watch Top Chef, uh, Greg Ordet, he's the, uh, he's a Haitian American dude from New York, but lives in Portland. And I sort of like accosted him once when he was on his like little moped. I was just really excited uh, to see Let's him. go
1: ahead and stop and talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah.
2: How'd that go? Yeah, oh, uh, I, I kind of scared him. You, you just yanked um, him off a moped. No, well, I just like, I was like, hey, Gregory. I was like, wearing my mask. I was crossing the street. I was going to get my haircut. I bet he liked that, that you he... were wearing
1: the mask. Like, if you're going to do this, start by wearing a mask.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like close to him. It was like, he pulled up here. I mean, you know, he was like, he was like a good eight ten feet away. Okay. I was about to cross the crosswalk. And then I realized like, oh, I sound like a fucking moron. So I just like, I pulled the mask down. I was like, you don't know me, but we love your cookbook. And he was like, Oh, thanks. I, I think
1: especially going to the cookbook instead of the, the top chef is probably an especially good way to do this.
2: Yeah, and his, his cookbook, it really is amazing. Like, it really is
1: great. And, and so you yeah. speak well of this. So uh, mm. it, it's also it, it's, it's such a quintessential Portland experience that you're just walking down the street and then famous chefs go by on mopeds. You have to make a snap decision. Am I going to shout his name at him or will I just savor the moment in my own personal space? Yeah, and you get to I, I, do it to, way you
2: want. I had to
1: say something,
2: um, you know, and like I had like a little bit of butterflies and like, but Adele and I were big fans and like Adele would be upset if I didn't. It
1: seems like this was particularly your guy in terms of this. So like there, there could have been yeah. other top chef Portland celebrities going by and you want to let them go, but this guy, you got you got to let him know. You got to give him some love.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like he was like our favorite, maybe of all the seasons, and he's come back to like be just kind of kind of a guest host and a nice. judge on a bunch of episodes. But he's just like a super nice person, and uh, obviously really talented, really smart, and just really interesting
1: person. It sounds great. Why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, some food from his restaurant?
3: Mm.
2: Delicious. Um, so it's it's like a Haitian restaurant with. Like okay, you know, some Northwest ingredients. Um, I can't remember, what we had the one dish I wrote. Of, like I think I sent a text message about. It, I was really surprised to love. Was like a cabbage dish with a like, African red pepper sauce. Um, everything was like pretty spicy. It was really nice. Um, really, uh, thing we had is a uh, salmon, which I don't know. I've sort of. Since the pandemic, I've sort of dipped back into eating fish again. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit bored of peanut butter and jelly
1: sandwich. Sure, at some cool. point, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Um, there are a lot of like little fried bits. Uh, you know, ate more than we should have. Even always loved it. Uh, we had a great time, That's and awesome. it was. Yeah, speaking of like Portland experience, it felt very like. This city's been hit pretty hard by the pandemic, but it, it felt like a, a good pre-pandemic experience. Like. Carrie Brownstein from Slater Kinney was like four tables down. It was it was great.
1: That's pretty much the dream. I mean, that, that I, as you say, like as a Portland is still going to be a big city. These are the things you want to see. I, I've heard similar things in that maybe there's almost some sort of this. This is simplifying it too much but like kind of an easy come, easy go thing. And if stuff is more recent, yeah. it's easier for the the pandemic to take it back away compared to yeah. other places that have had stuff for longer. And so Portland's almost like a victim of its somewhat recent success in this way and that there just isn't the huge money backing stuff up. And boy, can you get slammed if stuff closes down for a little while. And boy, if stuff close down for a little while.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's basically the case. It, t- it turns out like basing economy off like, coffee shops and yoga studios is like (laughs) not the best idea right yeah but no uh it was good we have lots of good food and like i wish i had pictures of it to share um we ordered you know we ordered basically for four people and we were the only people that had a kid there like adele got uh reservations off like the instagram live feed oh wow randomly they had like Four seats, three or four Oh, seats I, open I forgot that because you
1: mentioned that it was like a special accomplishment to have gotten the reservations in the first place, right? That it yeah, was like last yeah. minute and not expected and all of a sudden, oh my God, this cool thing is going to happen to us soon.
2: Yeah, exactly. She got reservations that morning. We've been trying to get in since since like it opened in June, I think. And uh, we showed up and we're like... Then we, really, we got to the restaurant and we realized, oh shit, we have a child with us. Like, they allow kids there. <laughs> we're like, going to find out. Not going not gonna to yeah. just turn around. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, it's fine. We're, we're happy to have you. And it was fine. I just, you know, that's great. They were really sweet. They just made her a juice instead of like a cocktail. Sure. And then,
1: you know, we just t- we tip more because they were really nice. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That sounds like a fantastic experience. And I'm glad that worked out so well. And I'll tell you, I've heard it both ways now. You tell it way better than Imposter Dave like imposter Dave oh, gave us God. some gave us some notes, but like now I feel like I heard the real story, so imposter Dave going to step his game up. He wants to stay on the show. that said, I yeah. do have him booked for next week. I know it's awkward <laughs> I should not have booked you guys back to back, but uh, 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 I don't know what we're gonna it's it's too late now. he's just gonna be on the show He's
2: gonna step up step up our game for this show, so he just uh so he backs out.
1: I think this is a good opportunity for me i to Let's make it two out of three weeks on the podcast that I suggest to someone that they need to step their pussy up. I think that's a good thing <laughs> for me to say, and I should keep doing it. I don't think I said it on the solo episode, but maybe next week with Imposter Dave, we can make it three out of four. Uh, we'll find out about that then. But first, we need to find out, Dave, how many people do you love?
2: Oh, I forgot about this. This is a fun uh. segment.
1: I will remind you, no names. We're not you don't if you say one name, you failed the segment, we, we end it. We're just looking for a number. We want a number, you can talk through it however you want, but we need to get to a number. Dave is in the lean back stare at ceiling, arms on back of head. Trying to sort this out. I would say thirty. Thirty. When I, maybe more. Oh, if you'd like to amend your number, I'll allow you to do so. I kick it up to
2: forty-five.
1: I have X'd out the thirty. I have written down forty-five and circled it. Um. I think this is a good segment, and I like doing it on the show, but I will note that my the segment is nothing like how I conceived it. When I thought of the idea, I thought it would be funny to start asking people abruptly, how many people do you love? And I thought that this would... Not result in interesting answers because there'd be a very – there'd be like two small groups and people would either say like one to five or 15 yeah, – let's say like 10 to 25. I thought all the answers would be there but the fun part would be that uh, people would be uncomfortable and not want to talk about this. But in reality – Everybody has, like, one second of being uncomfortable and then is fine with it and thinks about it. But the answers are so all over the board. Like, I didn't think that forty anybody would say 45. And now, given the range we've gotten to, 45 is not a very high answer. <laughs> people have yeah, blown I- 45 out of the water. And people have said numbers lower than I thought we'd ever get.
2: I think Charlie said it.
1: One, I think Charlie did think say one.
2: Charlie was the first guest, and I, I don't think I've listened to to all all the episodes. But I don't. Know, I feel bad drawing the line that low now. Honestly, yeah. you know, like, there's just like a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. I mean, it, it, mean it like is
1: when you start to dig into it, it is hard to answer the question. I mean, I yeah. I haven't given my number, and fucking look for that never. But <laughs> uh, I I think about it a lot, and. I mean, it is, I mean, the whole game is just defining terms. And, I mean, that's all that matters. And you could have a person who, it doesn't, it doesn't tell us much about the person in terms of your relationships. It tells us about how they define the terms here. But, uh, I, I really like thinking about it and what the answers mean. I think it's fun. Uh, now what's going to be really good is once I've gotten to everybody, we're going to do it again. And then they have to give me the list of names. And then (laughs) I'm I'm just going to fuck people with it. It's going to be great. But that's going to be a lot. I got a lot to do yet, so don't worry about that. It's going to be really
2: uncomfortable when you ask for a list of people who didn't make that cut.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's going to be a good point. And then, like, you, so give me the list, and then give me the list of, like, people you consider. And they're like, nope, definitely not. I got to get that list, too. Uh, So, the how many people do you love segment here at Sauce Stock, that's one of our most popular segments. And so, I've been, been trying to think of some more continual segments, segments that, Transcend merely a single episode, but can, can build out. And so I don't want the guests to be like more or less talking to each other. Cause I feel like I should be the main focus on sauce talk, but I think I've come up with a concept that could work. And we're not going to fully explain it this week, but you are going to start the segment. And what I want you to do is name a song that you really like. It is by no means needs to be your favorite song. It could be if you wanted it to be. But all we need is a song that you really like. So we
2: quickly texted about this 10, 15 minutes before the episode. That's true. Um, And so there's no other criteria besides.
1: If you really like the song, you've done a great job. Random song you really like. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you... If you give me uh, more than one, you fail the segment. No, no, not, Okay, that's I'm where I'm I thought we were one. going and I wanted to get I, out ahead of that.
2: I just feel, I just feel like, like, you gotta add some context. Okay. Uh, I'll give you... Oh, and
1: I should know, like,
0: yeah.
1: I've given you, I would like the song, but like, if you wanna talk about the song for 10 minutes, whether I know it or not, we're fine, we can do that, that's up to you. And if you wanna, like, anything you wanna do. But you don't have to. It's just, if you say, you know, band, song, the end, and then I assume you're going to do the end by the doors, um, then <laughs> that that's enough. But uh, whatever you want to do, we can also talk about the song for the rest of the podcast if you'd like.
2: No, we, we don't have to. Um, I'm just going to give the context of the most recent song that I sort of discovered and I really liked. I, I'm not good at knowing about new music,
0: mm-hmm.
1: new in quotation
2: marks. I feel like if I had superpower, it's like learning about music like four years after everybody else did. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, the most recent song I heard and I, like, I was like, I love this song, was uh, sort of a newer country song by Sierra Farrell. Um, I think she's from West Virginia, originally. It was called In Dreams. Uh, sc- discovered it this summer either on youtube or spotify just like i think on spotify was the top of a playlist and then like like watch your like kind of like i don't know like a homegrown video there's like production to it but uh just her singing with her guitar on youtube and like this is like the song for me for now and let's do a bunch of the car and lb is really into it she's like where's your music and so <laughs> it kind of became our song summer
1: uh, song, a, a song, I, I love a song in the summer that's extremely high praise it's fun to discover a song I have no idea what this is oh and you should I, watch it it's... I am 100% going to check this out the moment we finish I, I will prove that I'm not lying I hope I can hold this up well I have written it down yeah. and circled it with stars to indicate to, like, to remind myself come back and look at this good yeah in dreams in, in dreams in dreams. Got it. Yeah. I wrote down dreams. I was wrong. Uh, cool. Thank you for giving us a song. We'll see what becomes of this in future episodes. Are you...
2: You're not going to... There's no preview here? or going to, like... No. That's, a, that's it for today.
1: Oh. Okay. But the next episode, we'll need a song, and now we've got one. Okay. Dave, it's time for our next segment. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week?
2: Um, this is going to be a Gregory Gorday themed episode for me. Very reasonable. Just, I'm, 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 I'm a one-note person, like my voice. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think it's been done yet. I realized uh, jerk sauce.
1: We had jerk sauce yet? I think the answer is no. And yeah. I, I, if anything, overdue. Um... Jerk
2: sauce. So like sort of, I guess Caribbean, Jamaica, like the island, of Jamaica, Haiti, you know, all the, all the islands. I'm sure they have their own version. Um, spicy, tangy, sweet, sour sauce. Um, anyway, back to his Gregory Gorday's cookbook. Um, he has a jerk cauliflower recipe. Oh, fun. Which, yeah, I didn't have at the restaurant. I think it was on the menu. Didn't have it there. Um, uh, but. Make it here, it's really easy. Literally, you're just throwing a bunch of shit in a blender, like habanero, uh, shallot, soy sauce, coconut sugar, lime, you know, it's it's garlic, it's like, I don't know, it's, I don't know, not quite 20 ingredients, maybe 15. Just throw it on a blender, they go, and then, like, he puts it on the cauliflower and then, like, bakes it and then broils it till it's like all crispy like oh, with nice. the spice like yeah. on. it's awesome but I, I think if you did it on like fish or like tofu like it would be the same and it just it's just so good I was I was like eating with like a spoonful and like my <laughs> mouth is on fire but like it's just so good <laughs> I'm gonna put this on everything like why didn't I just like quadruple the batch just, which I do with a lot of things and I think gets really upset with me because it takes <laughs> up all the freezer space
1: <laughs> Uh, it sounds amazing, and I love that note. Like I, I am a big fan of the whatever and just cauliflower as a meat substitute. Mm-hmm. But friend of the podcast, Gina Rochelle hates that shit. Oh goodness! But that, that, like you mentioned there, like the the, the start of the show is the sauce. Mm-hmm. If you make make a tofu thing you like, and then put this sauce on it, that sounds great. Yeah. I like this idea no. a lot. This isn't a thing, like, I used to, I've always thought of, like, a, a jerk sauce, especially, like, a Jamaican thing, as something I really liked. But honestly, I've never considered making, like, any sort of vegetarian, because you just think of jerk chicken. That's, like, in my, that's yeah. what comes into my head. I never even consider, like, oh, that's just a thing I don't really eat. Why, what, why, that's extremely stupid. Why the hell do I don't eat this all the time?
2: Yeah, it's just, like, it's just a, that's the other one I kind of, like vacuum fish like I said but like you know when I stopped eating meat that's kind of just a realization I had like everything's just a vehicle for for spice so Mm -hmm. you know just swap out the swap out the vehicle doesn't necessarily matter and sometimes like tofu is just a better one in a lot of cases because
1: you know things will you can press it and then things will stick to it it desperately wants to accept that sauce after you dry it it out yeah like even like lots of meat is okay with it but the tofu was like please just fill me up with your yeah. delicious sauce, because I got nothing going on over here. Exactly, it's, it's very effective.
2: Like, yeah, flavorless, and then you put it in the. I don't know if you get. Everybody is a tofu press, but I I, I'm really
1: hardcore about the press. This is another press. disagreement Gina and I have, where I'm like, I would like mm. the tofu to become like papyrus by the yeah. time it's ready to go, so that yeah. it could just it just fill. It's just sucking it in. Like you put your finger on it, it feels like it's trying to suck moisture out of your fingers. That's what I'm looking for. Regina's like, "Well, I, I press it for 15 minutes, and I think it's ready to go."
0: And yeah, no, it all it all I'm, comes I'm,
1: out fine. But I'm just like, I got it. If I if I got a meal, I'm excited about. It's like two in the afternoon. I'm like, I better go start that press. Oh yeah, and I got oh, yeah. I got to turn the screws on that thing over and over and over again. It's very fun. Uh How do you feel about my maturity level in not making any? Weird jokes about jerk sauce. (laughs) Pretty good, huh?
2: I'm impressed. Yeah, me too. Uh, I didn't even think about going there, but Um, there there are a lot of avenues. There's
1: so many ways you can go. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Gina, Uh. I texted Gina about an hour. Uh, Gina is actually uh, visiting her parents in Springfield, Illinois, just about to come back. But she... I texted her and I was like, "Hey, I'm doing a podcast with Dave Artman tonight. What should I ask Dave about?" And she's like, "I gotta get an update on that bulldog."
2: Oh, Watson! How's Watson oh. doing? He's still alive. Uh, is, is this high, Is
1: it, it? You sound so uh, very excited about your statement that he's still alive. I I love my dog. I'm he's, glad we I'm glad we established that because I wasn't sure that was the case. Yeah, I
2: love him. He's, he's, he's a, a sweet creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's annoying as hell. <laughs> um, like, you know, I've, I've just given up in a lot of ways. Like he climbs on top of the table. I don't know if you, you get our card.
1: Yes, definitely. You yes. Could. Gina, yeah, so. Gina, that, I'm sure that was what had it in front of mind for Gina. She loves that dog so very much.
2: That's, that's an, like he is on top of our, kitchen table or dining room table after every single meal and our our, our chairs don't push all the way in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can't, <laughs> I, can't <stop> <laughs> I can't stop him. Like, and for the for, for people who are, you know, hopefully still listening and we haven't spoken about our bulldog. Um, he is, he's going on 11 now. Bulldogs typically live to eight or so. I was going to say,
1: I felt like that's, I feel like I was doing a lot for a bulldog.
2: Yeah, yeah, he just ruined our, our really nice West Elm couch that we got. How's that happened A year ago. I uh, scratched it. Wow. He scratched it and, uh, repeatedly and just tore a hole in it, like the cushion. And I remember my wo- Adele talking with the, the, the salesperson But oh, we have this dog. He like scratches. Um, you know, is that going to, is that going to cause the issue? She's like, Oh no, no, my dog does it all the time. And she kind of fills up a little bit. Take a razor, take it off, full on hole. Just wow. like middle cushion, yeah. He's he's lovely though. He's he's, in, you know, gotta be grateful. He's in great health. He really is. That's awesome. Um, sweet dog, great with kids, pretty humpy. Um, farts a lot, but you know, he's a bulldog.
1: Whenever like, like Gina and I frequently discuss the possibility of getting a dog, and it doesn't happen, but whenever it comes up, I'm like. Well, maybe we should get a bulldog like Dave. And she's like, Oh, I don't, don't think do we'll it. be doing that. No. Don't do it. I I I like no. like it is the number one thing. Like anytime you share a picture or story with the group chat, uh, Gina has got it within five minutes because she she, she <laughs> loves it, she always wants to hear about it. But then she's like, I don't think we're gonna get a bulldog though. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I'm you, too scared. And like, especially as a first dog, it seems tough. Oh, yeah. Like we yeah. like, we need whatever like if, if we even do this. We are perhaps not well suited to it, but if we do, we need an easy, easy, easy dog, and it doesn't seem like you've got that over there. No, no. I mean, he's
2: he's not really active, which is
1: is nice. Right. Like, so he's easy in some ways, but then some some yeah. other ways he's not. Right,
2: like walks for us, you know, two or three times a day, and it's like maybe seven minute walk, you wow. know, just like kind of down the street and back. We, we we do know that. I'll say this: he's he's not. Full English bulldog. He's got like some boxer or something in okay. him. He's a little bit taller. He's pretty. He's pretty like narrow for a bulldog. Okay, um, and which is probably why he's like in better health because, yeah. Usually, usually they max out at like eight, ten years. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's sad though because I you know like, so we ten. I'm like this might be the last year he we have Watson.
1: We'll see. Is, is he the only animal you have? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so after what, him, what, yeah. So what? What's the plan here? Like, uh, I, I, I mean, the dream is he lasts five more years, but we—I'm—I'm I'm telling you, I—I I, I hope you outlive him. So whatever, yeah. whatever magical dream trip he gets to go on at some <laughs> point, I, I live, I live, exactly. We I I I like to too. think that yeah. you're going to have a. I mean, maybe you won't have another dog, but you'll—you—you will expire past him. What is your plan there?
2: Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I'd like a cat. Like, yeah. I grew up with like a, sort of a zoo. We had always had animals, like. Parakeets, I didn't go on it at one time, like it was a zoo in my house. But uh I would like a cat, Ellie's wants a cat, Adele hates cats. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> so I mean
1: with, with the zoo background and disagreement, I mean it sounds like almost any animal could waltz in there next. Who knows? I maybe yeah, it's a pig.
2: Yeah. yeah. Pigs can they can make good pets, like the little ones. I had a guy at my sports team in high school. Uh, I I picked him up on the way to practice, and they had, like they had a, they had a little pig, like a tiny one, mm-hmm. and, like you know the doors you have like the front door you have the windows next to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. out. It was pretty cute. They had they were like pig snout prints. <laughs> the pig, out like just, the window, like, pig That's, that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think uh, there's a lot of value in, as a podcast host in recurring segments because they both they, they engage the listener because they're like oh I know this segment and I like it, but also they make it easier for the host to write down the topics for the next week. It's like oh I'll do that one again. Mm-hmm. So, am I trying to make the entire show recurring segments? No, there will always be new segments. But I do have one. Well, plugs is kind of a recurring segment, too. But as far as main segments, I do have another recurring segment that I think could be a new thing. Uh, Dave, would you like to tell me about your first alcoholic drink? Oh, uh,
2: yeah, you you did this recently. yeah. um, And I I thought about it because I was listening to podcasts while I was walking.
1: I was hoping I it was going to be. I was listening it. to the podcast while I had my first ever oh, glass true. of wine.
2: Uh, so uh, I was raised Catholic. Um, you know, I'm not Catholic. So anymore it's communion wine. This all. is easy.
1: You're done. So
2: does I mean I'm assuming communion wine doesn't count. It does like not count. No, absolutely seven. not. Yeah, yeah. Um, real drink. I think uh was a beer. I had I was probably. 15 in Lamor, California.
1: Where is Lamor, California?
2: Uh, middle of fucking nowhere. Central Valley, yeah, California. By Visalia. I that know that. Place? Yeah. Fresno, Fresno area. So my dad was stationed. There's a Naval air, air Station there. And it was like, at the time we lived there, it was like one stoplight, one McDonald's. There was nothing. And, uh, but, we were there for stationed there for six or seven years. High school went back for a visit, and I you know, met up with my my friends from like sixth grade. And you know, one has license, and uh, one got some beer somehow, and we got some like Swisher sweet cigars. Living around. it
1: up, yeah. There you go.
2: Someone stole a Taco Bell sign and <laughs> got in really big trouble, and that was the end of that.
1: What what kind of Taco Bell sign?
2: I was kind of like Taco Bell or Jack in the Box, but it was like one of the, like the big banner from a drive. It was a big sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a, like uh, like eight ten feet long. Like it would go wow. like, like drive through here sign. What, what was we his actually... intentions
1: with his with this sign? What's he going to do with this?
2: I, I don't remember. I don't remember. He's like
1: throw it in you know. a ditch. I, mean, I feel like that's about all you can do with it. Yeah, Are you can put they that in your always... room.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I was not, like, driving at the time. They were a year, maybe a year and a half, two years older than me. But I remember we were in the parking lot. I think we are probably done with the beer. We hit it really quickly because his dad showed up. It was, like, my dad's old work partner. And, wow, well, that was the end of that.
1: Yeah. But we got through, like, one beer. Like, collectively or that. each? I think probably each. Okay. No, do, was, like, do you remember what kind was, like, of beer Budweiser. it was? I think it was a Budweiser. Budweiser, okay. You yeah, still drink any Budweiser, Budweiser today?
2: Oh, I've not had Budweiser in
1: years. Yeah. Yeah. No. A lot of people will plug that as like the, like obviously we all have to have, sometimes you're in a, a situation where you need to drink a very inexpensive beer at a bar or whatever mm-hmm. and there's just, there's going to be limited options and you're like, well actually I think this one's pretty good. And so it sounds like Budweiser yeah. is not that one for you.
2: If you had, if you had to have like, like a, dom- I'm going to use air quotes, but like a domestic. Sure, yeah. Like not not a micro type domestic. Well, uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. I've never liked it, and not just because that was like my first beer. i just never really liked it. I yeah. guess. I mean, it's better than it'd be better than like a light beer. I am I I always a I'm light.
1: always getting a Miller High Life in this situation, uh-huh. but that's not that's. A little bit less available than what we're often talking about, and you just named it. I'm going to otherwise, a Coors Light. If I'm really yeah. in that situation where it's just like this is, they say it's a bar, but really they just got a fridge with four kinds of beers, and yeah. you can just hang out. And sometimes I find myself in that bar, especially in Chicago. It's a Coors Light for I- me.
2: At that point I think it's almost like for me it's less about like is this a good beer and it's more like nostalgic value. It's like oh I used to drink this all the time. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um I may have told this story before. That could be a good new name for this podcast at some point. But <laughs> when I was visiting Denver once I uh was at a bar and I said Can I get a Coors? Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh. I I, I sure didn't know where I was going. Uh, I said, can I get a Coors? And the person looked at me blankly and said, do you mean a Coors Light or a banquet beer? Oh yeah, and yeah. so like the 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 nomenclature of Coors was simply off the table. No one knows what that means, at yeah. least in Denver. Uh, it, it it will be Coors Light or a banquet beer, and those are the actual things to discuss. A Coors is a non-entity.
2: Yeah, that uh, that that makes sense actually. Like, it, it almost. Uh, Because you already assume like a beer you're gonna get is gonna be a core. I think that's kind of probably where it
1: comes from. It's like yeah, it's it's weird if you want to get something like I I guess yeah, we got something with hops in it over there. We can go find it. But we assume you want a banquet beer, and and it's also fun because it forces you like you, you don't you can never not start sliding into Sam Elliott when it's time to say a banquet beer. Like, it's just every time you do it. Like, I'm not even trying to do it, but then all of a sudden, you're just all the way in talking yeah. about that thing. And it's so good. I don't mind it.
2: Beer we had a guy in my uh, college class, like, down the hall, Denver guy. That was his thing. It's all it was, was just course. Yeah. But, but I don't think he said banquet beer. He said, like,
1: regular of course, like, oh, I'm sure if you, if you call it out in some way, that'll get the yeah. job done. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to tell me all the time about how when she was in like high school and just in college and stuff, her she would help, I guess more high school, but she'd have like uncles or something who would like drive from Illinois to Colorado to get Coors and come back with like tons Ooh. of cases of it because they held it in that high of regard. They're like this is special beer that we have to do, like long runs for, and we come back Uh with all these cases, and we get we, our friends help pay for the trip because they want them, and it's like, like, course is fine, like, but did it used to be something (laughs) different, or did like the other beers used to be worse? It's like, it's it's like like the
2: grass is always greener effect. Yeah, it
1: it feels like that where it's like you know what would be fun? Let's all get drunk and drive to Denver tomorrow night, and then they just do it. It's like we probably just wanted to get drunk and go on a road trip, and then. You saw some beer yeah. at the other end of the you probably, you probably drank a lot of the beer on the way back. This was probably just a getting drunk on a long weekend type of thing, which is it's a good thing yeah. to do. probably don't get drunk and drive your car around. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I could never fully connect to we desperately need Coors as opposed to any other beer in the world.
2: Can I amend an answer to a earlier question? Please do. On beer? Yeah. So because now we're talking regional, local local brewers, beers, uh, the, the, the beer here is right here. You know, Rainier uh, – I don't know if you've had Rainier, but – I don't think I have. Big R. Uh, Tacoma Rainiers are, are like the AAA team in Tacoma. Um, my sister was actually married in the original Rainier Brewery. But if cool. you drive driving to Seattle, there's like this giant R for the brewery. Is. Yeah, that's that's your typical drink around here.
1: And that that's like a, a standard, straightforward – like yes. lager pound and have 12 it, of them exa- and do whatever you want. It, exactly. Yeah. Like
2: rice-based lager. There's nice. there's Olympia. I don't know if you had Olympia, which is in Olympia, Washington. I
1: don't even know any North of this Adder stuff, somewhere. no.
2: Yeah. So when the reason I think of that is I think it was Charlie I was talking with a long time ago. And I had found an Olympia pitcher at the Goodwill in Champaign, which was like, this is amazing. It's Olympia beer. <laughs> I think – Showed to Charlie. He said that was like a gourmet beer for like his dad's generation. Okay, I thought, yeah, no, I like it. I don't know. I, sorry, Charlie, if I'm misremembering, but maybe it was someone else from Pennsylvania.
1: It feels easy to connect that, like we've had in this period we're discussing, especially I guess you would call like. The post-war period in the United States, we saw such a homogenization of culture. And a lot of it is not even that this was necessarily the best stuff, but just brands went nationwide. Mm-hmm. And so like every place in the country became Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller Light. And it's not, it's not even necessarily important that like the regional chain of beer or gas station or restaurant or whatever became the same everywhere, but it does feel fun. And so when you mm-hmm. still see those, when you see the, yeah. the, the distinctions that still exist, you like that. I mean, they're all, oh, they're almost always artificial. And it turns out that like one company owns all four brands that we have in all yeah. four quadrants of the country, but it still feels like a thing. Uh, if anything, this probably just means that comp- like corporations should exploit this more and be like, Oh, this, you know, this kind of Bud Light is only available in Missouri
0: and yeah, stuff exactly. like that.
1: And then, Oh my yeah. God, I can't believe And then secretly, like this kind of Michelob is only in Michigan and w- whatever. But I, I, it's not hard to convince me, like just at face value, that's like, Oh, that, that seems fun. I like the yeah. idea of like, Oh, and, and especially like, Oh, Pacific Northwest, they actually have an especially good, this kind of beer, and they just got it everywhere, and you can't really get it—at least not cheap. Otherwise, and then in the southeast, they got these biscuits. You love these biscuits. You get them at the grocery store, and you put them in the oven. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. Everybody should get little bonuses for for being yeah. where they're from.
2: I mean, we get—I mean, I don't know if excited the word, but I'm like, if I see like a I'm gonna mispronounce it like a Yingling.
1: Like sure, it, yeah, inconvenience. I'm
2: like, eh,
1: like at one. A Yingling is pretty much like exactly what I'm talking about in terms yeah. of, sort of like it, it is good. And honestly, I think I would take the Yingling over all the beers I discussed before. Um, it's like I, I like a Miller High Life, but I think if they if I went to the shitty fake bar in Chicago that just has a mini fridge, I would take the Yingling out of it before I took the High Life. But maybe that wouldn't even be the case if I had it seven times. Maybe if I had it a few times, I'd be like, oh, you know, this is all just the same. But I love the idea, the concept. Who cares about the execution? Am I, am I allowed to ask a question here?
2: Please do so. Spontaneous segment. And like, There's a lot of talk about Lise Lounge. Lise uh,
1: Lounge is one of the most important bars in America to me. <laughs> yeah. Is, you ever been that... to Lise Lounge? I can't remember.
2: I'm try- well, that's what I'm trying to remember. And I've Googled it several times to see where it is. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it in sort of like Wrigleyville by Paul It someplace? is like
1: three blocks from Wrigley field yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've been there
2: then. Yeah. I also had to Google Malort. Uh,
1: uh, and Malort's that's... trash. But if you add something, yeah. any literally anything to it, with the exception of green onion, it's very good. Yeah, I saw the green onion. No, the green <laughs> onion. You, I, you I, had, I had some trouble with the green onion. <laughs> the sport pepper Malort, smooth. Good. Okay. The green onion, you'd think they'd be more similar than that. The green onion does not work. Don't buy that. According to the Wikipedia
2: article, it's like a distinctive Chicago thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like wormwood liqueur or something like Mm -hmm. that, and so it's naturally on its own a bad flavor. But like, it's just become the prank shot of Chicago, and some people like it. I, I don't like it. But for whatever reason, I started trying their weird <laughs> versions of it at Nisei Lounge, and I was like, I kind of like all of these. And then uh, the the green onion was a special occasion. I was like, this is actually <laughs> worse than eating garbage. It's sort was of like really sad that I'm drinking it.
2: The liquor version of an omelet or yeah, soup or something. I think
1: I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Nisei Lounge is a great place. It's a dive bar in a neighborhood that used to have a lot of dive bars and now instead has a bunch of really, really, really shitty douchebag bars, many of which are owned by the same people who own the cubs. And like the neighborhood has transformed and Nisei Lounge refuses to do so. A holdout. I like a holdout. Yeah. They're they're absolutely the holdout. And it's a lot like the one the, the the trouble of it is it's hard to go bar hopping if you go over there because you yeah. walk outside and you're like I better get on the red line before a frat guy punches me in the face <laughs> right. for not voting for Trump enough times or something like that
2: um Are but, you talk to them about me sponsoring the podcast like they got they're 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 a topic of discussion maybe I'll least on the thread i don't know if I've i like that
1: idea sponsors. if it although if anything maybe maybe sauce talk should sponsor and lounge we got this oh. uh, but either way, I mean, honestly, I'm sending a lot of traffic over there. The yeah. listener, me, that's a lot of shots of Candy Cane Malort that they are selling entirely yeah. due to me.
2: You should at least get like a free punch card, like 10, 10 free Malort shots. Now,
1: that said, I was there yesterday, and then at I, I had a number. There's no reason to specify a number of beers. And I had, I had that terrible shot of green onion malort. And then at the end, uh, the person I was with was like, let's get a shot of whiskey and said, Hey, bartender, come over here. Give me, give us two shots of whiskey. And then also we want to close our tap. And then he was like, okay. And then he went away and he came back and he said, and then he gave us a receipt. And then I, I looked at it and I signed it. And then I was like, wait a minute. We didn't get our, we didn't get our shots of whiskey. And then I was like, "Hey, barkeep, yeah, shots of whiskey, please." They're not on the receipt, and he's like, uh, "Actually, those are for us." And he came over and set three shot glasses down, awesome. and then poured them, and they were free. And then we all did them together. So we're, we're friends now. So it's like we're, we're good friends. This was like—is that the same as be, having your podcast sponsored? I don't know, but it's—it's it's it's... certainly adjacent. It, 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 at the very least, it's hard for me to go in there and be like. I'm getting free shots when I come here, but what if I got more? Yeah. What if I? What if you? Okay. Okay. Let's walk through. Sweeten the deal a little bit. What? What? Okay. Let's. Let's just. We can do this. Let's do an ad for Nisei Lounge, a live read on the podcast. What points do you think they would want us to hit? So they're going to want us to say that I think they've been around for a long time. So I don't know what the year is, but I think it's in the 50s. So we're going to say since 1954. And hopefully that's right. What are the, and then they got weird Malort. What are the I, I, other I, I, things from your experience that you know about the Nisei Lounge, for, from
2: which is from this discussion and from the the thread and from my my googling. Um, exactly. But it sounds it, it sounds like the holdout factor. Um, it's a big like fuck you to the neighborhood. I like Maybe not that. the neighborhood. That's the, that's the wrong way to say that, but. Um, Forces Talking about that,
1: Uh, we have to mention day baseball. They love day baseball at City Lounge. They're always talking about how the Cubs should go back to the old days where they don't play any night games, and literally every game is that. So day baseball, and I think that very much relates to the uh, holdout factor because I'm sure everybody else is like, no, actually, it's great when – People come here after work and then go to the game. Whereas Nisei is like, no, only the fucking scumbags who don't have a job who go to the game at one twenty every day. That's our fan base. We want people. Let's go back to nineteen fifty. Exactly. We want the people at the bar at noon when we open drinking. That's who we like.
2: Nineteen fifties values.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what what do you think would be if you were trying to advocate? Tell if someone said, "I'm going to go to a Cubs game." Someone from your Portland friend group, or just someone you know in Portland. It's like I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm going to go to a Cubs game. Do you know if there are any good bars around there? And you wanted to tell them to go to Nisei. What would you say? Is
2: the word dive bar too strong? No, I think dive bar is extremely hit?
1: extremely apt.
2: I mean, because I I, th- I think I think that's what it's sort of the dive bar like. Pearl among the the rough of the, the new development. I mean, people people like that.
1: Yeah. I got a really good idea, Dave, and you're not going to like it. Okay. I so I have kind of a deep voice, but you have a deeper voice than me. We agree on this, correct?
2: I don't know. I, I've, I've I've heard when I hear, I think hear my do. voice like reported. I'm not going to listen to this. By the way, reasonable. Although
1: voice. you might need to listen to what are, the segment I'm going to tell you about because. I think it would be fine. I think you or I could do a good job doing this ad read on the air. But do you know who I think would do an amazing job of it?
0: Is it
2: the algorithm.
1: Imposter Dave. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to write this up and we're going to put it in, and Imposter Dave will do the read for us. Yeah. It'll true. sound. Ju- it'll sound exactly like you doing it. You won't be able to tell the difference. But then he'll he'll do a read and then we can send that to Nisei and be like, uh, the first one's for free. You get a taste for free. <laughs> and now you're ready to pay through the nose. Your sample. Give me one free bottle of Ramps Malort <laughs> and I will read this. On, I will play this on every episode of Sauce Talk. Don't worry about how many listeners. could be oh, a lot. Be- you have no idea.
2: You can't, you can't say every episode. You, you give them a deal. You know, you get, They get they get 10 episodes. They get a 10-episode spot.
1: One bottle, 10 episodes. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So, uh... Are you ready to hear it? It's right here. Hello, Soft
3: Talk listener. I'd, uh, like to take a moment to tell you about our friends at Nisei Lounge. Do you love America's Pastime, uh... A.K.A. skipping work to get drunk for day baseball. Are you drawn to the allure and mystique of niche Chicago baseball Twitter celebrity Internet Dad? Is regular Malort no longer doing it for you? Uh, if you answered maybe or I guess to any of these questions, Nisei Lounge might be right for you. Since 1951, Nisei Lounge has been an emporium of good times just down the street from Wrigley Field specializing in pre- and post-cub game libations. Amenities include dirt boards, a jukebox, a pool table, and often as many as two functioning bathrooms. For the more refined imbibers in your party, our bar staff is always hard at work developing the future of malort infusions. Recent successes have included cotton candy, sport pepper, and that green dye they put in the river. For your next brow-out, Bar crawl or doomed marriage proposal? Consider Nisei Lounge, the only bar in Wrigleyville that's gross in the right way.
1: Okay, Davis, time for our next segment. Uh, I wanted to walk through. I think I think this will be interesting, and you can tell me if it's not. But even if you you feel that way, we'll probably do it anyway. But I've been thinking lately about my history of cell phones, in particular the pre-smartphone era. So, what we might start with is when did you first have a cell phone?
2: Uh, I think my, uh, aside from my parents' like blocky one, but my cell phone, uh, Mm -hmm. I think was my junior year abroad.
1: And what do you know what year that would be?
2: Uh it nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Ninety nine, two
1: thousand. And so where were, um, where were you abroad?
2: In Paris, France. Um can't remember the brand, but uh sort of looked like a Nokia, like but bigger and had sort of like an antenna okay. on top. Not not the one you pull out, but it was like on a hard wire, it was like yeah, hard yeah. plastic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I got really high one night and like, uh, put it in Greek, I think, and like,
1: couldn't get out of (laughs) it. I can't get back out of this. (laughs) Now I gotta be Greek. I gotta fly
2: to Greece. At all language settings? Which is really a fun thing. Like, you like like 50, 60 different languages.
1: And I bet back then they didn't have like 10, like, are you fucking sure you wanna do this, bro? It's probably like, push the button and you got it. See what happens now. (laughs) Yeah. Start it back off in Greek, motherfucker, you idiot. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a cell phone until I believe either my junior or senior year of high school, which would have been 2002 or 2003, but it's a it's a pretty similar time frame. I remember my cousin from Colorado coming to visit in like 1999, probably, like right before I was in high school. And she was bewildered that in Avon all the grown ups had cell phones and none of the kids did. Because she's mm-hmm. like, Where I'm from, it's the opposite. And none of the adults have cell phones, but all of the kids do. And like that's where we got, obviously. And there's a brief period there. But like I it was very much like when I first got a cell phone, it was like, Well, you're going to be you have a car now. I think it might have even been that, because I didn't get a car until I was seventeen. And I think it might have been, like, you have a car now, so we have to get you a cell phone because you could be driving. Like, also, you could also just say, like, don't drive out in the middle of fucking nowhere. What are you doing out there? Nothing good. Right. And, then like, stay on the road. You'll be the same safe as you've always been. But that wasn't how it was done. It was like, we got to get you a cell phone. And it was very much, I want to say... It was a Keosera, and it was very much like that candy bar thing with like the inch-long antenna on top that didn't actually mm. do anything. And so, when when you got that cell phone, so you were in Paris. Were you did you have like an insane restriction on your usage of it, or were you, did you have like a French cell phone you could just do whatever you wanted?
2: Uh, French cell phone. I couldn't call to the U.S. And like it was uh, people then like my age in college didn't have cell phones. Like when I got back to college, I didn't have sure. a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, it was just the way you called and it was just so much cheaper because otherwise you have to buy these, these telephone cards, Mm -hmm. you put it in the phone thing and like call your friend and leave a message or something huge pain in the ass. But I don't think, and I don't think it had text capabilities. I don't remember, but, um, it's just how you, it's just how you called everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my phone, my first phone was definitely, I think it was probably 2002 and I think it was the same in that it was just my phone and it meant that like my friends could call me instead of calling my house, but mm-hmm. like there was no texting I, or, or maybe there was texting, but it wasn't even like that insanity 10 cents a text thing. It was just like, yeah. you got to buy this fucking plan if you want texting and you don't want to buy this plan. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. And so you're just, dude, that's not even on the table. Um, do you remember did, in this, this extreme early cell phone period, did you ever, did you ever have any cool ringtones?
2: Oh, yeah. There was the, uh, yeah, that's why I think I learned the poly, there's the polyphonic ringtone. Oh boy. Remember, yeah. remember, remember that, that, was the, that was the big thing. Cause yeah. like cell phones in the States. You gotta were, find out like,
1: which phones have that cause otherwise that? Yeah. your phone goes off and you're a fucking nerd when it just, it can't do the, even if you buy the ringtone, it won't actually sound good cause you don't have the polyphonic capabilities.
2: Yeah. And they, they, so these were, these were like nice cell phones compared to like, I think what, what like my parents had, which mm-hmm. was like the big blocky flip phone. This is like this is early on, so I mean, this was like barely post pager era. Yeah, uh,
1: really, this, it really did for myself here. Uh, I remember in the '90s, my dad did like construction work, and then so sometimes it was helpful. People would be wanting to contact him when he was out on a job site or whatever, mm-hmm. and so he had a phone that it was—I think you would probably call it a bag phone and it had to stay in the truck and it plugged into like the cigarette lighter and it was mm-hmm. big like it, it had like a uh like the part that, like a like a an old regular phone in your house like it set like in a thing you had to a receiver that's exactly right yeah. and you had to yeah. pull it out and it had like big numbers you could push on it and the the downfall of it was like no matter how loud he said it like you couldn't hear it in, if he wasn't like near that, near the truck when it went off. And then he got a thing that connected in and it made the horn on his truck honk when the phone rang. And so he'd be Whoa. like up on a roof and he'd be like, sound like the car alarm went off. He'd be like, Oh, I got to go down and answer oh, yeah. the phone. And it was like, so everybody knew you don't call that number unless it's fucking important. So it better be like I'm dying at school, and you need to come. Like, like, like I don't think I called it one time. And he had to, like oh, the man. people he knew through work. It was like when you call that phone, you're gonna get me right away, and that better fucking mean you want to get me right away.
2: Yeah, like imagine like pranking something. Like oh that. yeah, if somebody he would
1: like that could have got happened twice, and he's got to change his number. It's like I cannot, yeah. I can't live this way. I'm like literally running from the backyard oh, around a house gosh. to come get this damn phone. And it's like, yeah, do you want to buy some candy from the Boy Scouts? Fuck no, I yeah. don't want to buy some candy from <laughs> the, the Boy fuck Scouts. Did get this number? Yeah. I didn't have any phones like that. Those phones are crazy. Um, I had that I eventually I got a flip phone and my flip phone was a big improvement. Um, I do remember when I was in, I think this would probably be like home during the summers, first or in second year of college. Uh, our, it's, this eventually got better. Maybe something about cell phone technology changed, but we couldn't get cell signal inside the house in my parents' house.
0: Mm.
1: And like my dad was always convinced it had something to do with the fact that we had steel siding. And that maybe that was interfering with it, but you had to like not only go out in the yard, but like 30 feet away from the house. And so you could like, the phone would ring, but you'd get nothing. And it had, it could only be in certain spots of the house. And so I remember I had a really good version of Beat It by Michael Jackson, like just the main riff, Uh not anything else at the beginning, just the main riff. And then that would go off and it would be plugged in by the kitchen. And I'd either be downstairs in my room or upstairs in the like family room. And I'd have to run out there, unplug it, take it out in the yard, and then open it. And then I could hopefully talk to someone. And I'd always be like, oh, my phone's ringing again. Must be another one of those hot ladies getting at me. And I'd spread all the way down there and I'd get it, I'd run out of the yard and be like, Oh, it's Doug and I'd open the phone and like, What's up, Doug? And he's like, You want to go hit some golf balls? I'm like, Yeah, let me go hit some golf balls. And so that was the extent of my phone phone use.
2: How long was that like transaction's not the right word, but how long was that journey from like you hear it like how many how many rings is that? That's like Oh, I mean, it was four like rings?
1: people knew that they had to Okay like like again I always thought it was going to be some lady, but it was always Doug. And Doug knew that's like, let it go all the way into the voicemail. Don't ever cut it off because like he's not going to be in the same room as it. He's got to get it and then you just out into the yard because if you just open it, you don't hear a thing. Yeah. But, uh, you could, you could do it as long as you heard it quick. And I, so I would, I, my, this is another weird thing to think about, but I meant my phone had to always be on full volume. Like oh. if I was at home, I guess if I if I was like which, the which movies, I would turn it down. Now, yeah, obviously. now like I haven't heard. I have no idea what my ringtone is. I haven't heard my phone ring in years. Yeah. Like I'd be, like occasionally, like if I'm waiting for an, an important text, I'll turn my ringer on, and then it's in, as soon as I get like oh my god, I never want to hear that again. You turn it back off. But then it's like I need the entire house to know if I get a, if if someone's trying to contact me, and that's yeah. nuts. How about this one? You ever know anybody who had a a ring back tone?
2: I don't even know what that is. What is that?
1: I don't think this went very far, but there was briefly a period where ring back tones, I'm going to say this was the 2004, 2005 era, at least where I, I grew up. I don't think any of my friends in college had it, but when I'd go home in the summer, I have such vivid memories of stuff because in the summers, this was the only way anybody could get a hold of me. And then when i go back to college, there'd just be people around and you, and then I would just text, but nobody could ever text me in Avon because my phone didn't work. Uh, it, all I could do was get the start ringing and then I had to take it out in the yard. But some people would have ring back tones, which meant when you called them, instead of it playing a ring, it played a song that they had selected and, and, and huh. paid money to have play. And so like you would call them and like I'd call my buddy Joe and it would just play like a rap song that he thought was cool. And then you'd know that that meant his phone was ringing. It's like a, um,
2: a really bad version of like cameo. Oh, you, very much. Yeah. yeah
1: it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not worthwhile. It, it sounded like fucking shit. <laughs> um. But there was like one summer where everybody was like, I gotta get these ringback tones going or else these ladies, like, and maybe the idea is like, oh, some sweet honey is going to want to call me because she knows she gets to hear this cool song. She gets to hear like ludicrous serenade her and then she gets to hear me spit game. So it's going to be a great night for her if she gives me a phone call.
2: You ever sent anyone uh, a voice text?
1: I, some people, I, I think, like, the young, the youths today are more into the, the voice chats and the voice memos mm-hmm. or whatever. Some people, I, occasionally, it's not, never been my super thing. What about you? I feel like that would be a good thing to pick up and get into, but it's never really clicked for me.
2: I, I hit, I hit it by accident. Uh, like, whenever I. Oh, it, like, I do that
1: yeah. multiple times every day. Yeah. Where I'm, like, trying it's to like, close like, something out and then, like, Siri's like, okay, I'm doing your voice memo for you. I'm like, no, delete yeah. anything you heard.
2: Yeah. So I have like, a, I have an Android with, I guess it's a Google GPad or the Microsoft, uh, keyboard. But yeah, there, it's like the microphone to, you know, leave a, I don't know, type text. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Type it out for you or, or it's the, the microphone right above it to do the voice text. And it's like, one, who does that? And two, why are they the same icon right next to each other?
1: I just, I don't feel like I have good enough control. Now, this is maybe a weird thing to say, given that I have a podcast. But like I like to type out my message and see it and be like, Did I do a hmm. good job here? Should I, are there any edits? And I, like every time I mess around with the the voice memo, I'm halfway through and I'm like, you know what? This this part should have been at the beginning and I'm not I'm not doing a good job conveying this message. And it's not gonna and then I'm like and oh I just realized I did this bad. Uh Anyway, text me back. Send garbage. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear any of that. She's perfectionist. That's a problem. Yeah, that's what it is. One final sub segment. So, I, I presumably, you you got more phones, and then you got better cell phone plans. We both did, and so then you could enter an era in which you could send lots of texts. Did you ever get extremely good? At sending text on like a number pad?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I had a Nokia phone for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, Gray blue one, which I think in retrospect was like my favorite phone. Still, Yeah. Nokia phone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I was pretty quick on texting with it, even though it was like, you know, it was just a keypad. Yeah. So you have to hit You know, if you want to get to the C, you have to hit the one three times. Yeah.
1: I miss that so much. I got so good at that. I had both just like the normal keypad thing, but then also a phone that had like T9 and you could just figure it out and you could do whatever. Mm -hmm. I never could compare on an iPhone today to how I was back then. Like if they're – it's an impossible dream, but if there could somehow be a phone again that would let me do that, but also yeah. also be an iPhone because I kind of need an iPhone. Yeah, it was like this. This was not a good thing to do, but on the whole, I'm sure it's better than the other. I could so very easily s- see a text message on my phone while driving really quickly. I then just hold my phone out to my right while driving, both eyes on the road, type the message, send it off. Not an issue at all. And now I'm just Impressive. like, Johnny, don't even fucking consider looking at your phone. You cannot send text messages while you're driving. You will be like in the ditch in ten seconds. I'm not good enough. But with that with, with a phone with a physical keyboard, it was nothing.
2: Yeah, or well, you can feel it. Right. yeah exactly just, yeah. just don't
1: and I know everything so well I wouldn't even have to look at it before I sent it I knew it was gonna be perfect and yeah. I'm like oh voice memo and I got I can't do any of it terrible Dave thank you for talking to me about cell phones for a little bit we have time for just one final segment do you have anything you'd like to plug
2: I don't have anything exciting um, I think everything uh, I Seen, watched, no good shows, everything I would have talked to in the chat. I'm going to plug this system, my note system. Ooh, this is going to be exciting. We talked about technology, um, but this is like what I'm most happy about. With, I'll say, is my very analog notebook, which I I have it labeled because I'm going to a new one soon. Okay. But I it's like helps me out so much with like work and just life in general and I keep lists of random things and it's an index with pages and like it's just all my shit in one place. And, what do you what do you uh, mean there's
1: an index with pages?
2: So there are page numbers and then um there's an actual index. And if you have things you want to keep track of like this so, one, days and shit I have to do for mm-hmm. work and like my life. And then you can just start like lists. Like, page 237 is my list of pizza joints.
1: Man, I fucking love this. And so you're yeah. just continually going back to that index, adding like, oh, adding new pages to it as you go whenever something comes up. Exactly. That's this really is, uh, cool.
2: Something I discovered. This is, it's called. The system is called bullet journal. Okay. But you could, you can do it with any notebook, but it's this like basically organization system. This guy developed like, uh, uh, I think he's an architect or something. Um, but during the pandemic, you know, we had a lot going on. Sure. And like, you know, needed a way of just like getting stuff out, digesting it and prioritizing. And I learned about this. A friend recommended it to me and i yeah i've been using it since july 2020 and it's got monthly planners recipes uh everything i do in the day books i want to read like workout drills list of foods and movies like man i, all t- sorts of shit.
1: I don't this is a sometimes this is a show called sauce talk and it's it's for the listener but sometimes there are sub segments on the show that I like to call fuck the listener. And that's this one right now. <laughs> Maybe the listener loves this. I don't know. This is infuriating to me because I am currently doing a terrible version of this using the notes app on my phone. Yeah. Where I basically just have a super, like I, I use Google keep and I have a super long list of lists in my phone. And then sometimes I'll be like, Oh, and like, like, like that's where like my list of upcoming podcasts Topics is, and I also have a list of movies I want to watch, and I also have a list of whatever, and it's completely disorganized. My grocery list is often in there; it's totally disorganized. I can never find anything. I gotta scroll forever. This was what you're talking about, where you can update the list and be like, "Here's the page number this is on," and like, "Here's the list of lists at the top." This sounds incredible.
2: Yeah, and like it, it becomes like a like a living thing. Like so, this I'm almost done with it, and so I'm gonna put it on the shelf here. I got another one. Here, we are. so my current one's blue. Mm-hmm. New one's yellow. They're like twenty bucks. Um, and yeah, and then like I'll have eventually just like collections of stuff, you know, like like I I'll just know where where that is, like my list of pizza joints I want to try or something or best pizza I had. But uh, yeah, it was like for me like pandemic, like my job was crazy and yeah, I was the same. I had like electronic lists. Word documents, mm-hmm. fucking Google Keep in you know, Outlook, like, everywhere, and it's like, and I was getting, you know, some days, you know, three, fifty, four hundred 400, like, emails a day, and it was like, my mind is going to fucking explode, and it's like, I need to, like, just write it because I, I think, like, I need to, like, like physically write it down, because I'm, like, a kind of a tactile person anyway, but I, I think, like, you know, our brains didn't, like, evolve with computers, yeah right and I feel like i my mind just doesn't doesn't work well enough um, when I went into, into like cyberspace or something
1: I think it's clear i didn't i didn't and don't have the deep need for this that you did i'm i certainly never getting that number of emails in a day, and so that's that's why like you were forced to find a better solution but that that also just means that that's why I've been able to coast along with this system I hate. This this sounds this sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm going to look into this. I I like and I also I love the idea of having like I'm in Google Keep and so when stuff goes away like the list just goes into the archive and I never go in there. I'm never going to see any of these lists again. And so the idea instead of having like this is a book. That, that index page at the front is always still there. And then eventually when you just put the dates on the front of the book and you put it on a shelf and it's gone, you're like, oh, wait, where were those pizza places we went in 2021? You literally have the book there instead of just like, well, there's 11,000 yeah. lists on my phone. Why not? It, you'll never find it in there. Good luck. This is, this is such a better system. Yeah, no, it, it's
2: good. And um, people use it. Like a really good thing is like if there are like habits or activities you want to track, I to make sure you do them every day. Or, you know you want to try not to do them sure you know, yeah like I uh, uh, you know I mean to like walk around the block so you know the days like, check 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 and so so something like that yeah it's really good and people have developed their own systems but it, it's very it's very modular and it's been it's been good for me so that's my plug
1: it is it's a fantastic plug I'm gonna do this I'm gonna check it out I need I've I've just. See, I've been looking for a different app, and now this makes me think I've just been too small-minded. I don't need a different app. I need one of these damn notebooks.
2: Yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a link to, to like the description of the system, and then this one's on Amazon. I think that it's really. It's good a brand sharp-looking brand book
1: too. I like that. Lookstein.
2: Yeah, no, it's like good. It's really durable. Some German brand. Oh, Lookterm.
1: I recently Luchterm. bought a small. Uh, over the shoulder, cross body bag type thing too. Oh, messenger bag. Yeah, little, very, yeah. Very, very small. But yeah. And this is exactly the sort of thing I can just I can just dump this in there as well when I'm going out. And so I, yeah. I I can just I can always have this around between I have it in the house and then when I go out and like that's and that's frequently where I'm coming up where I'm thinking of things I want to do or things I see. Like, oh go, I gotta check back into that. And I just I I'm not pleased with the extent that this stuff comes back around to me this sounds like a way to make sure this this stuff stays front of mind.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, or, you know, even out of mind. Yeah, it's, it, it, your, it, it, it's, mind, it's like, there
1: when I think again, like, oh, wasn't there a place I wanted to go or wasn't yeah. there a book I wanted to read? And yeah. I, I, I have trouble getting it to come back. Is like, well, it's in some list in that pile on the list. But here it's like, no, look, page one says the books are on page seven. Go look at your books.
2: Right, exactly. For me, it's getting like, you know, my minds are crazy busy places. So for me, it's like getting things out of it.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I love this. I'm gonna do this. Please do send me that. Yeah. Dave, I've had such a fantastic time. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thanks for having me. This is fun.
1: Best wishes in the intervening days.